0: Mike Dell's World, number 118.
1: Slumber. A long night's respite. A peaceful, blessed lull. Safe in warmth and darkness. Receding from the worries and pressures of an ever-accelerating world. But it's time to awaken now, my friend. It's time to face the morning light and the challenges that lie ahead. Because this... This could be the day. This could be the day when you swing your legs out over the bed and step in something you didn't leave there the night before. This could be the day you knock your toothbrush into the toilet. This could be the day when you bump your head against the shower nozzle, and it flies off your skull and into the tile, and you get doused with a spray so hard it's like you're reenacting the Watts Riots through nude interpretive dance. This could be the day when your cat coughs up something made of purple yarn and containing exactly three plastic googly eyes, and you spend every idle moment wondering what it could have been. This could be the day when your coworker in the adjoining cube emits some gas so foul even he can't stand it, and he has to leave. But you're stuck there smelling it, because you know your boss is on her way to take a look at some numbers. And all you can think about, besides how sepulchrally foul it smells, is that your boss is going to think it was you. And she does. This could be the day you get ticketed, subpoenaed, audited, and develop an allergy to your favorite comfort food. This could be the day your home team loses, your portfolio crashes, your favorite band breaks up, and the last politician you trust is indicted. Today, one of your teeth could start making a noise when you chew. Today, a bright-eyed, spirited child could run up and punch you in the groin. This could be the day your mother changes her Facebook status from married to it's complicated. Of all the bowel movements you will ever have in your lifetime, one of them has to be the worst. This could be the day for it. Oh yes, my friend. This could be the day you give a client presentation and experience a wardrobe malfunction worse than anything ever seen in the Super Bowl or the Chronicles of Narnia. This could be the day you discover that your right nipple and left nipple have been switched, but you can neither prove it nor properly explain the urgency of the situation. This could be the day you fail to win fast money on Family Feud when you are prompted to name a type of fish not sold in seafood stores and you respond with Aquaman. This could be the day you are forced to choose between skinning a clown with a piccolo or obtaining an accurate count of all pickles sold to lactose intolerant bellhops of Lithuanian descent between 1984 and 1993, excluding 1986 and any day when Molly Ringwald wasn't wearing panties. This could be the day you start getting nosebleeds every time you see a corn dog. This could be the day you get a coupon in the mail for five cents off any avocado purchase totaling $20 or more, and your neighbors lynch you in a fit of jealous rage. This could be the day you are shaken vigorously over a fresh garden salad by an exceptionally large, nearsighted woman who has mistaken you for a bottle of Bakos. The day is new. The day is magical, full of hope, wonder, and infinite possibility. Make it yours, my friend. Make it yours. Carpe diem. That's Latin for get the fuck off of my couch.
0: <laughs> okay, well, that was uh, a tune from uh, the Fomp. Actually, the artist is Baldbox. And this could be the day. And, uh, of course, we all have those kind of days uh, every now and again. Let's uh, hope you're not having one uh, today. Anyway, sorry it's been uh, so long since I've podcasted. I've had a couple of busy weeks uh, with uh, everything happening in the mornings and everything happening in the evenings and me having to squeeze sleep in uh, where I can get it. But, uh, yeah, I think things are starting to calm down now. Uh, Spring is... uh, it's almost here, I guess. Uh, there's still snow uh, if you look around here in Traverse City, but uh, it's really not that bad. Uh, in fact, uh, let me bring up the temperature. I, th- I think it I think it's close to 60 now, <laughs> and sunny right now, which is uh, probably the second highest day. Oh, we're forecasted to get to 60 today. 61 tomorrow, 65 on Friday. Anyway, I'm sure you're uh, all really interested in what was that all about. Ah, anyway. Got some weird pop-ups coming up. But, uh, yeah, it's 49 right now. Supposed to get to 60. And, uh, eh, I'll take it. But we still have snow. Uh, like I said, uh, you could find it, uh, you know, in the woods and... Parking lots and everything, uh, you know, all the all the normal spots that you, that you find it in the spring. But uh, Lake Michigan is uh, thawed out, and now there's uh, waves out there. Just uh, a yeah, normal spring, anyway. Enough of me rambling about spring. I uh, I posted a. Uh, an article there on my blog, Mike Dell's, no, it's not MikeDellsWorld.com, it's MikeDell.com. I should get MikeDellsWorld.com. I I think that's available. Unless uh, one of you guys wanna get it and point it towards me. (laughs) Anyway, Uh, I posted a a, a blog entry there uh, that I have declared social networking bankruptcy. I can no longer keep up with Plurk, Identica, Twit army, Friendfeed, uh, uh, MySpace, uh, Bebo, I don't know all the other ones that uh they've been associated with. And from now on, I'm only posting to Twitter which cross posts to Facebook and I'm only watching Twitter and Facebook. Uh, anything else uh, needs to come to me via blog uh, comment or or by one of those two things or an email uh, of course you know my email address or if you don't, here it is, mike at com. pretty simple But yeah, I just uh, got fed up with it I've, honestly, uh, Facebook's the one that ticked me off but you know, there wasn't, uh, much I can do about that, because, uh, I'd say, you know, 50 to 60 percent of the people I, uh, keep track of are on Facebook. It gets a little annoying sometimes. I'll, uh, post something on Twitter, and then I'll get a, uh, Facebook message back. That doesn't bother me too much, except, uh, it's a little harder for me to get the Facebook messages. I, I can get them. I, actually, I can get them just fine. I can't respond to them well. Uh, with my uh, BlackBerry, I can do all right on the internet, you know, on, on the web browser, on the computer just fine. But just, uh, what had happened was a, uh, somebody took a quiz. One of my friends on Facebook took a quiz about, uh, what state should you live in? And, you know, that sounded interesting. So I, I clicked on that and did the whole quiz. Turns out I'm supposed to live in Nebraska. I, I got one friend in Nebraska that I know of. <laughs> so sure he'd be happy to see me out there. But uh, I don't know if uh, Nebraska is exactly where I need to be. But uh, that's what it said. Well, I've driven across Nebraska, and all i got to say about it is it's really long. <laughs> and uh, you know, Other than that, I really didn't have uh, much of an opinion either way. It seemed to me it was mostly uh, really, really straight roads and, and rolling hills covered with corn, uh, similar to Iowa. Of course, when you get on the uh, western side of Nebraska, it gets a little hilly as you uh, get closer to Wyoming. So I don't know. I'm sure there's some pretty cool spots in Nebraska, and maybe I'll have to go check it out. But uh, anyway, I took that quiz and told me I should live in Nebraska. And then it told me, hey, another another friend of yours uh, challenged me to a an IQ quiz. Well, never to back down from a challenge. I suffered through ten minutes of answering stupid questions on this IQ quiz. Well, the first half of it seemed like a normal IQ quiz, and then the second half of it was all those, you know, gotcha questions. You know, like the one where uh, if a plane crashes on the border of Canada and the United States, uh, where would they bury their survivors? Well, you know, duh, no shit, they don't have survivors, or they don't bury survivors. You know, and th- those kind of questions. I oh, this is going wrong. But I hung with it because I wanted to see if I beat my friend in the IQ quiz. <laughs> well, apparently it was a losing proposition because uh, I get to the end of this, and to get your results, you had to put in your cell phone number so they could text you the results. All right, I'm I'm stupid enough. I'll I'll put that in. That probably knocked ten points off the IQ quiz. <laughs> anyway. I do that, and then it, uh, said, uh, you know, click, or, uh, you know, check out all these wonderful offers, and, uh, click, you know, click yes or no on all of these, so, all right, well, I went through half of them were clicked yes automatically, I clicked no on all of them, hit continue, and there's a whole other page of those, so I did the same thing, hit continue, and then, the, then the third time through, there was a whole bunch more, I hit no on all of those, Hit continue. It says you you must select yes to at least one. Well, there wasn't there wasn't one of them there that uh, I'm sure wouldn't produce a lot of spam email, or spam text messages or whatever. So I clicked the least offensive sounding one and hit continue. And then there was another page of them. And fi- you know, after about ten minutes of screwing around with a stupid IQ test, I finally gave up and. Then I got to thinking about it. Uh, you know what? Uh, all these social networks—I'm sure they've all got some redeeming value. You know, I was like, you know, Plurk—I could never get into. Uh, just didn't make sense to me whatsoever. And then, you know, friend feed—it uh, seemed like I was getting all kinds of feedback loops where I'd have uh, Facebook. Post to friend feed and friend feed post to Facebook and and both of them post to Twitter and yeah, finally I finally just said to hell with it and and so I've since uh, removed everything off of friend friend feed that I had on there I, I don't know I think there might be something there but uh, it's gone I still have the, the the account I didn't actually close the account or anything and I put a post up on uh, Identica. Quit army and Plurk That uh, I'm no longer going to be using those services. And if you want to get a hold of me, go to mike com or or message me on Twitter or Facebook. And so anyway, uh, so the, so that's my uh, social media bankruptcy. I, it's just I don't know. And and like I said, the only reason I'm sticking with Facebook is a the wife's on there. And she pays more attention to that than she does uh, Twitter. And the other thing is I've met up with a whole bunch of uh, my high school classmates and other friends through Facebook, so I'll I'll maintain a presence there. Although, if you ask me to take a stupid quiz or invite me to some stupid uh, cause, Or even just message me there, you know, you got a 50-50 chance whether, well, first off, I'm not going to take any of the stupid quizzes anymore. I'm not going to, you know, play uh, whatever that is, uh, gang wars or mafia wars or whatever that's called. It's, you know, it's a complete waste of time in my estimation. And, you know, I, I got better things to do. So, anyway, switch gears here. Um, I heard of a, an interesting story. It's kind of a sad story, but uh, a true one nonetheless. As some of you know, or maybe all of you know, I have a, a website called uh, flightradio.com. It's all run together, flightradio.com and it's a very niche website for people who like to listen to aircraft on their uh, police scanners so i've always had a, a fascination with uh, aviation and uh, air traffic control uh, you know that that sort of thing and uh, being being that i was in the air force and around airplanes and and uh, even uh, went th- went through the uh, all the prerequisites to uh, become an air traffic controller in the air force and uh, come to find out uh I didn't pass the color blind test which makes no sense to me because <laughs> as you also know I, I work in graphic arts now and uh, I don't have any problem differentiating color so I really don't know what happened there but uh, anyway didn't didn't get to become an air traffic controller in the air force and uh, had to continue uh, turning wrenches but uh, anyway there's an interesting story uh, that happened like i said sort of a sad story uh I'll uh, tell it the best i can without actually reading it cuz uh, reading stories for me uh, on uh, the podcast doesn't sound so good <laughs> but anyway uh, the gist of it was uh, this uh, guy and his friend were flying, or they flew to uh, Marco Island, Florida. It's off of uh, Fort Myers, Naples area in the uh, Gulf of Mexico. But they flew there for a funeral for a uh, relative of of uh, the uh, the passenger of the uh, aircraft. They were flying in a Beechcraft King Air 200, which if you're not familiar is a rather large uh, private aircraft mostly. Uh, they use it in, you know, corporate aviation, you know, kind of a, a slower prop propelled version of a uh, Learjet. Uh, you know, cabin class, twin engine aircraft with the turboprop engines. In case you don't know what a turboprop is, uh, that's a uh, jet engine with a propeller. I know it doesn't make sense, but it works. But anyway, they're, uh, they went to the funeral. They did all that. And uh, anyway, they were taking off from Marco Island. And as they're climbing out through, uh, I believe they were up to about 12,000 feet, the pilot in command, uh, the owner of the aircraft, I'm assuming, uh Slumped over and and collapsed and uh, died while in flight. Well, the passenger who was sitting in the right seat and uh, or no, he was sitting in the back. Maybe I don't know. Maybe him and his wife uh, didn't get that whole story. If I, uh, I'll, I'll link to the to the story uh, in the show notes. Hopefully, I'll remember to do that. But anyway, as they were flying through 12,000 feet, the pilot collapses and dies. And uh, this this guy, who was a pilot himself, but he was a uh, really low-time private pilot, single-engine land. Uh, That's all he was qualified to fly. And, you know, the difference between, you know, your average Cessna... And the King air is uh, like night and day the the King air is closer to an airliner as far as the, the controls and, and and of course the, the private pilot not being at all familiar with uh, throttle settings and speeds and flap settings and you know and all the all the you know intricacies of flying uh, complex aircraft such as the King air he didn't know what to do The airplane, you know, is climbing out on autopilot, and uh, he uh, contacts, I believe it was Miami Center, I think, which is the uh, air traffic control center uh, covering that part of Florida. And they uh, get him off of autopilot and, uh, you know, get him stabilized, hand flying the thing, and then they pass him off to uh, Fort Myers Approach. And uh, I've got a recording of the uh, air traffic control exchange. And this happened uh, just this last Sunday, Easter Sunday. So uh, it's a relatively uh, fresh story. But Anyway, let me uh, go ahead and play this uh, air traffic control exchange as this guy uh, brings the uh, airplane home. And uh, he did a hell of a job and... uh, you could tell, uh, in his last transmission that he was, uh, he was starting to lose it a little, but, uh, man, oh man, good job, and, uh, you know, bummer about the other pilot, but, uh, hey, you know, everybody else on board was, uh, saved, and, and, uh, the air traffic controller, you'll notice, uh, is very calm about it. He was apparently in communication with somebody familiar with the King Air B200, and, uh, So anyway, let's uh, take it from there. He's just been handed off to uh, Fort Myers' uh, ground, or Fort Myers' uh, approach control.
2: Fort Myers Center, King Air 559, Delta Whiskey.
3: King Air 559, Delta Whiskey, Fort Myers' approach. And uh, are you in a descent right now, sir?
2: I am. What you want me to do is hold it or what?
3: Actually, if you can, um, we can just start a descent down to 5,000. And we're getting some help uh, from another pilot that's familiar with the airplane. We'll get you some information. Can you descend the airplane?
2: I can. Down to 5,000 on heading 270. This is a King Air
3: uh, 200. King Air 900 Delta Whiskey, Roger. We're passing that information now. If you're able, fly heading 240 and descend and maintain 5,000. Just take your time. We'll set you up for the airport.
2: All right. 240 to 5,000. 900 Delta Whiskey.
3: And November Nine Delta Whiskey, are you using the autopilot, or are you flying the airplane?
2: I'm in the good lord hand flying this Nine Delta Whiskey.
3: Okay, very good. Thank you. Nine Delta Whiskey, are you a licensed pilot?
2: No time, single engine land. Nine Delta Whiskey.
3: Okay, very good. Okay, here Nine Delta Whiskey. When you're ready, turn left heading one eight zero. We start working you towards the airport. Whenever you're ready to turn, fly heading one eight zero.
2: 180 to 5,000 for nine Delta whiskey, I need to slow my descent down, to, that's 2,500 feet per minute here. I need to get my throttle set for this descent, I don't, where to, I don't know where to set it at.
3: Okay, sir, we'll get some information, if you just retard it just a little bit and I'll get you an answer on that, and if you want to stop the descent, that's fine too.
2: I'm 150 knots, I need to keep installing this airplane, I'm going through a little descent here.
3: Okay, sir, just uh, advance the throttles. And uh, your altitude's good, so I guess just pick up the speed with the throttles and try to hold 5,000 feet. Well, gonna... And $9 whiskey, the uh, the information I'm getting now is to leave the uh, props and the power where it's at and just fly like you normally would a single engine for now.
2: All right, $9 whiskey.
3: You got any alarms or warnings going off?
2: Oh, just heavy trim.
3: Okay, heavy trim. Okay, I'll pass that on. Okay. Now, they're telling me the trim control is on the yoke and it's on the left hand side of the yoke where the thumb would be, on the upper left hand side of the yoke for uh, trim. Understand. That might help you keep from uh, the yoke forces.
2: 9 Delta Whiskey, 4700 for three.
3: 9 Delta Whiskey, uh, more information for you about the throttles. Um, just operate them like you normally would in a single engine. Um, they said the turbine will respond to it pretty similarly. So, just the- as far as power and airspeed, you can just operate it like a normal throttle. In your Niner delta whiskey fly heading 070, vector to the airport
2: Niner delta whiskey I think I see a runway at twelve o'clock and about seven eight miles Niner
3: delta whiskey nine delta whiskey that's correct you're looking at the right runway that's runway six at international and uh, you're about a fifteen mile final now and nine delta whiskey you are cleared to run. so I cleared to land runway six.
2: Appreciate it. Clear the land, runway 6. Niner Delta Whiskey. I need to talk to my flaps, Niner Delta Whiskey. When I touch down, if I ever touch down, do I just kill the throttle or what?
3: That's correct. When you touch down, slowly uh, kill the throttle. Niner
2: Delta Whiskey through 1400. Got 140 indicated. Got dead pilots inside me.
3: 9 Delta Whiskey, I believe you got one more D10 left on the flaps, so when you get to 120, it'll be full flaps at 120. And 9 Delta Whiskey, you don't have to respond. More information, once you make it onto the ground, just uh, center line with the rudder pedals, you kill the throttle and maximum braking.
2: Got it, 9 Delta Whiskey.
3: You have plenty of runway, sir, so if you've got to add a lot of power to make the threshold, that's fine. you got 12,000 feet of runway. Full flaps,
2: 9 Delta Whiskey, 120 indicated.
3: 9 Delta Whiskey, Roger, it looks good from here, good job.
2: Wind check again.
3: Three four zero at three knots. It's almost calm.
2: Max you want, card?
3: Nine Delta Whiskey. Uh, the runway's all yours. You can uh, turn left or right, whatever's easier for you. Power all the way back, and they're telling me max braking. Bring it Thank you. Nine Delta Whiskey.
2: Nine
3: Delta Whiskey. When you're ready, you can go to ground frequency one two one point nine. Nice work.
2: One two one point nine. Thank you.
0: Uh, Sierra off of the uh, Podsafe Music Network called Airplane Ride, and uh, of course before that we uh, heard the air traffic controller uh, at uh, Fort Myers approach, uh, talking down a, a single-engine land qualified private pilot in a King Air 200. After his uh, the primary pilot in charge. Uh, Keeled over. Uh, sad for the uh, the deceased pilot, but uh, very good news for all else on board. And uh, definitely, uh, like I said it had to have been a harrowing experience uh, for the guy. Uh, hopefully, he'll go on and uh, get his uh, multi-engine uh, turbine rating and all that stuff. Uh, now that he's got a little taste of it. <laughs> Albeit in strange circumstances, uh, like I said, I, you know, a lot of pilots that uh, have limited experience think uh, they can they can do that, and uh, you know maybe they could, but uh, you know I'd like to think I could, but don't know, never tried. I have been at the controls of a King Air. I uh, taxied. From the uh, end of the runway to about three-quarters of the way to the ramp at uh, Migs Field in Chicago. That's the uh, the little airport that sticks out into Lake Michigan that's uh, no longer an airport and it's now uh, a park, thanks to uh, my uh, least favorite mayor in the country, uh, Richard Daly of uh, Chicago. (laughs) I dislike that guy on uh, on several levels, but uh, closing Meg's field in the middle of the night, uh, he actually uh, hired private uh, a private company to go out there and uh, destroy the runway at three in the morning, while there was still aircraft on the ramp, uh, which, so it stranded several aircraft on the ramp, and it was against uh, federal FAA rules, you know, they have to have 30 days notice to close down an airport. That's uh, listed in, with the FAA. And Of course he ignored that. And he's kind of a pompous ass anyway. Uh, like I said, on several fronts. <laughs> but he got away with it. He's still mayor and, and uh, Chicago would be my second favorite city. Uh, but since he's there, uh, it knocks it down to about fourth. I still enjoy going to Chicago, but uh, like I said, there's uh, several reasons why uh, politically that's not my favorite area of the country. In fact, the whole state of Illinois, uh, although uh, beautiful in some spots, uh, they got got uh, almost as screwball laws as California. But i got to say, I had a I had much better time in California when I was out there. So <laughs> Anyway, enough of the soapbox there. Hey, I remember, I don't know if it was last podcast, maybe a couple podcasts ago, I uh, mentioned there was two things that I didn't uh, want to talk about yet. Well, one of them I can talk about now because it's official. I've accepted a position... With Raw Voice Incorporated, the uh, parent company of uh, Blueberry and uh, Tech Podcast Network, along with uh, Podcast FAQ, uh, Podcaster News, and uh, what's the other one? Uh, uh, Podcast Promos, which I guess is a partnership uh, between uh, Raw Voice and, uh, and my friend Tom Wiles, uh, Trucker Tom. So anyway, I'm going to be... Uh, well. I'd I am currently, uh, working part-time as, uh, a tech support specialist. <laughs> Actually, uh, I'm the tech support for <laughs> Blueberry Raw Voice, uh, you know, or primary tech support. I, I get to, uh, filter all the, uh, email, uh, r- requests and whatnot, and, uh, if it's something I can handle, I just handle it. If it's something I can't handle, handle I uh, pass on to the appropriate uh, Raw Voice team member. So uh, anyway, it's just uh, that's a, a part-time gig, uh, something to uh, do and to to help out a company I believe in. Uh, I believe uh, Raw Voice. And Blueberry Network, which, like I said, this podcast is part of Blueberry. And I have a, another podcast, part of the uh, Tech Podcast Network now. Uh, just recently, the Ham Radio podcast Class uh, became part of the uh, Tech Podcast Network. And, uh, like I said, uh, so if you uh, have any trouble with uh, any of Blueberry's services, uh when you uh, click the uh, contact button on the website, uh, I get the email. So, <laughs> anyway, it'll be a lot of fun working with those guys. Uh, I've been uh, friends with Todd and Angelo for uh, quite some time now. And uh, uh, Todd being the CEO of Raw Voice, uh, you can find him over at geeknewscentral.com. And, uh, of course, Angelo Mendedo, who, uh who is the... Chief Technical Officer, I guess is his official title with raw voice. He designs or or does the, the uh, coding for the websites and uh, that's another project I'm going to be involved in. Uh, they're changing changing the platform on one of the websites and I'm uh, going to be doing a little uh, data transitioning or a content relocation, I guess you'd call it. So, <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's pretty mundane stuff, but uh, like I said, it's a company I believe in and uh, a network that I believe in, so uh, it's uh, a good thing. And it's uh, along my uh, area of interest. And, uh, you know, when you're uh, doing, doing work that... Uh, is part of your hobby. It no longer seems like work. Either that or it turns the the hobby into a nightmare. But uh, (laughs) I don't don't think that's the case. So that's uh, the one thing. I still can't talk about the second thing. But uh, stand by for that. And uh, let's see. Oh, in the uh, real radio world, or the broadcast radio world, Of course, you know, I work for a uh, part-time also. Lots of part-time things going on. But uh, I do a uh, folk and bluegrass show, and uh, now it's moved to uh, every single week on Tuesdays at 7 for a couple hours. I do the folk air show on uh, our little community radio station here. But one of the problems—not the problems—one of the uh, the chores that has to be done uh, when you're uh, working for a uh, public radio station. And it's not public in the same way as NPR and you know all those or PBS or, or uh, you know any of that. It's publicly funded community radio. The college only provides the space for the uh, studios and they provide the uh, you know the the lights and air conditioning whatever for the studio so they provide the the actual physical location for the studio and uh, they provide uh, the license they you know the, the, they hold the the broadcast license for the station but other than that it's not really connected with the college, so it's not your typical college radio station, it's what's called community radio. If you Google community radio or go look on Wikipedia, it explains that. Uh, It's different from standard public radio. But anyway, like I said, one of the chores we have to do every uh, six months or so is a fundraiser. Uh, The radio station operates on a budget of about $100,000 a year. about seventy thousand of that per year comes from uh, donations and uh, and uh, pledge drives. So last night I uh, spent two hours doing a uh, doing my part of the begathon. <laughs> That's what I call it. Uh, it's the spring fundraiser, and it was actually kind of fun. I you know kind of was dreading it. You know I dread it every time it comes up, but you know, especially when I've got a host, and, uh, anyway, it actually turned out pretty good, we, uh, brought in a fair amount of money for, uh, our two-hour block, uh, had the, uh, music director, the folk music director, uh, in, uh, helping me pitch, and, uh, played some good music, and got, uh, got the phones ringing pretty good, so and you know it's funny after spending 2 hours uh reciting the phone number and the website and and all the spiel about it I have a hard time uh, not breaking into that <laughs> as we speak if you want to hear some of that uh, go to wnmc.org and uh, click on listen live and all the rest of this week you'll <laughs> you'll hear lots of begging for money yeah oh well one of the necessary evils of that type of radio, I guess. And, uh, that's why I guess I'm a little scratchy today. I d- generally don't talk for two hours uh, straight. I actually, well, it wasn't quite two hours straight because I did play some tunes, but... Uh, far less music and far more talking than I'm used to. Uh, when we were, uh, you know, doing that last night, and, uh i got to pull one more shift on the fundraiser, except for this time I'm just going to be manning the phone bank, and I'll be doing that uh, Friday morning for for uh, morning jazz. So I'll get to go sit over there for three hours and listen to some good jazz and and uh, talk to some folks on the phone, hopefully uh, bringing in the money. So, uh, anyway... Well, I guess guess I'll call this a podcast, get it uploaded. Uh, I'll try to remember to throw a link in there to the uh, full story on the King Air landing there in Fort Myers. And uh, like I said, I wish I could tell you about my second project, but uh, you're just going to have to wait. But uh, it's a similarly positive project. Uh, Could could turn into something uh, really cool. Or could uh, turn into something uh, moderately cool, but uh, anyway, <laughs> it'll be fun, and uh, I'll have more information about that as uh, the weeks go on. Uh, yeah, eh, I won't say any more. Uh, you might get the idea before the idea is fully baked. <laughs> With that, uh, I will uh, get out of here. I'd like to uh, thank everybody that uh, emailed me over the last, uh, emailed, twittered, Facebooked uh, me over the last couple of weeks. And uh, definitely uh, appreciate the feedback and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, one of my favorite uh, Twitters I got there was uh, Mike James again. Uh, he's always a source of uh, interesting stuff. He <laughs> Twittered that he was listening to uh, Mike Dell's World number 117. And he wasn't sure if it was called Mike Dell's World or Mike Dell's Lunch. <laughs> well, it not really lunch. My lunch break. You know, I've been known to do that from time to time. So anyway, with that, this is uh, Mike Dell's World, number one eighteen, and Mike Dell, and uh, we'll catch you next time. I'll try to get back on my uh, Monday release schedule. Uh, Today being Wednesday, I obviously missed that. I think the week before I missed it altogether. Uh, Then I had that combined uh, Mike Dell's World, uh, Mike Dell's lunch, and uh, what's up with that. By the way, I heard from Jim Farley. He's doing uh, pretty good. He's back to work with a helper. so uh, He's out there uh, doing his thing. He's back in the studio. so It won't be this Friday, but uh, probably the following Friday we'll uh, get together and do a uh, What's Up With That podcast. Uh, the only reason we wouldn't do it this Friday, I think, is uh, it's because I'm going to be at the jazz show for... Three hours, and I gotta get, get get some sleep. I'm working this this uh, doggone night shift. So, speaking of which, it's past my bedtime. So, we'll catch you later. Same uh, bat channel. Don't know what time.
4: That's all, folks.
1: This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network. Find freshly picked podcasts just for you at blueberry.com. That's blueberry, no
3: ease, dot com.